Welcome back to First World Solutions, the problem-solving podcast for those who don't necessarily need one. I'm Tom. I'm Joel. I'm Oscar. And let's see who we can help this evening in very small, middle-class ways, shall we? It's been too long. Sounds good. Absolutely. There's a lot of problems in the world, and we're here to fix the just absolutely banal, pointless ones. Joel, do you have something to to set us up? I do. I have a problem here from Chris Kenniger. That's Thek1 on Twitter. Thek1? Yeah. Delightful. He's a cool kid. (laughs) He's playing a guitar in his (laughs) profile. That's how you know. That's how you know he's extreme. Anyway, he's got an issue for us. Okay. He says, there is a notable lack of fruit in my fruit and fiber. Ooh. See, I think this is a problem of branding. You can't call it fiber. (laughs) That's taken. That's... (laughs) Fiber. (laughs) I think the people who've sorted the box out probably have a way around that. And if you look very, very, very closely, outside the fruit, there are two tiny quotation marks. So it's, <laughs> I don't know, fruit, fruit and fiber. <laughs> but then, like, but then how, what are they trying to get away with saying the fruit is? Well, are no, they no. trying to say the extra fiber is the fruit? Oh, I don't know. We're talking very... This is getting too devious, yeah. almost. Devious. Someone's there in the cereal factory, twiddling a long comical moustache. Collar up to their neck, like, past the ears. The, like, the thing about trying to fix this is it requires so much effort on your part because you know you're going to get the fibre, but if there's, like, one measly raisin, you want to come... You're going to be wanting to pack your own heat at this point. You want to, like, slice up some bananas, some strawberries, strawberries. some grapes. But that sounds so boring and dull when you expect it to be in a box that says fruit on it. That's the thing. You actually go in... What you're doing there is making your own cereal, and... Mm. That just sounds like a huge old waste of time because that's why cereal exists. So you don't have to think about anything at that point of the day. <laughs> is that you know what? I've never actually thought about why cereal is the most popular morning food, but that's it. It's the fact that no preparation is needed. Yeah, it if, is. If you can pick up in, the box it's done. in, yeah. then you can eat it. Pretty much, yeah. Like as long as you, to be fair. Also, I've never known a food that you have to buy that requires quite such an integral partner food. Yeah, because like other things, there are ingredients you can do a hundred different things with it. Like some you can have raw, some you can have fine. You can't have cereal without milk. I mean, you just can't do that. But uh, yeah, they don't sell them in double packs. You can have cereal without milk, but usually when you're having cereal without milk, it's a lifeless wasteland. <laughs> it's awful. That is what I would describe most of my cereal eating time at university <laughs> to have been a lifeless wasteland, <laughs> dry and starchy desert of sadness. Yeah, you got to soak up the alcohol with something, right? I mean, that's very true. Probably not milk at that point. That's a very good point. Exa- exactly. It might curdle. It would have been, yeah, much worse if I'd actually done the thing properly then. See, this is the thing. If you're trying to fix fruit and fibre by just adding your own fruit, then you're overcomplicating your morning. And frankly, it's a bit dangerous. You're not awake at that time. You just want to throw some cereal and milk in a bowl. You don't want to be cutting fruit. You don't want to be just, like, in danger of ruining any of your appendages. I mean, that just that furthers the point as to why cereal's eaten with a spoon, not anything pointy. <laughs> because you what can't, you you can't slip and go wrong and, like, cut something off with a spoon. Whereas if you've got to be in charge of a knife, at that point in the day, if you're rushing, you can, the worst thing you're going to do is, I don't know, drop the spoon or something. If you're rushing with a knife, anything could happen. That's bad. You, you eat cereal with a spoon? Shit. You don't? I've been using chopsticks for years. That's why he's in such good shape. <laughs> <laughs> Forks for soup, chopsticks for cereal. <laughs> it's all in the wrist. Absolutely. So like how do we how do we fix this? How do we get the fruit back in fruit and fibre without risking our beautiful listeners' lives? Uh core out an apple and use it as a bowl. I mean what do you that's... core it out with though. 
a spoon? Yeah, you've got. I mean, that's a pre-morning preparation stage, I guess. You've got to do it the evening where you're still, you know, coherent. I mean, that hmm, that's the trouble. No one wants to think about cereal when they're going to bed. Cereal has to be an afterthought. Cereal has to be just a mechanical thing. You don't ever want to think about it. You just have to just blearily reach, blearily pour, and I, I shove think, it in your face. I think face. particularly since this one is fruit and fibre, the de facto second most boring cereal you can have for breakfast. Mm, yeah, let's just talk about that for a second. Dude, get some new cereal. Like... It, it's like it's the fact that it's so mechanically named just sells how boring it is. It's just like, uh, what's in it? I don't know. Fuck fiber. But then that's the thing. You're getting what you get, except you're not. Well, you're not. You're, not. you're buying it, assuming it's fruit and fiber. I know exactly what I'm going into. It's not like Fruit Loops, which come on, that's just color in. Hoops. It's just it's, color. It's none of these things. <laughs> it's color loops, but they're delicious. Cloops. Cloops. <laughs> get yourself a nice, tasty box of cloops, kids. There you go, man. Problem solved. You, you get cloops. You, you're disappointed with the amount of fruit in your fruit and fiber. Get some cloops. Job job done. Problem solved. Job done. That's the one. Get get yourself some cloops. Put all your money in cloops. <laughs> <laughs> Invest hard now. It's going to be huge. It's going to be absolutely huge. I mean, we did not fix that in the slightest, other than saying meal prep all your cereals before you go to bed. There you go. I think the apple bowl is a good solution. The apple but I also cool think you've just got to open your mind a bit and buy it expecting fibre. And when you get fruit, it's, it's a treat. Like, it's kind yeah, of a taste a little perk. And or when you buy it, just get a like a marker and just scrub out the word fruit so that when a raisin does appear in your fibre, you get really excited. Just, oh, this is a neat little extra in my Free bowl of fibre. that was, wasn't advertised on the box. No, absolutely not. The good old-fashioned object permanence of tricking yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did buy fruit and fibre, but I can't see that first word, so it's something else. Perfection. Absolutely. Cool. Trick yourself. <laughs> Trick yourself. Because you certainly aren't treating yourself. Oh. This on. is this is where we've got you on as CEO of advertising. Oh yes. <laughs> CEO of advertising is not a position in any business. That's ridiculous. I don't know. Head of advertising is what I meant to say. No, no, no. We're going with the first one. <laughs> We're going with the more important sounding one. Mm. All right, moving on. Oscar, have you got something for us? I do, and it's another food-based one. Now we're in Ooh, the okay. we're in the headspace. Now we're in the zone. Food themed. Up. This is no longer the breakfast side of the day. This is the snacking, I guess, evening side of the day. Okay. Okay. So this one comes from What Are Hacks from Tumblr. Okay. I mean, that's not the question. It's, <laughs> I was going to say I have a very broad question. What Are Hacks <laughs> is less of a first world problem, really. Um, so yeah, What Are Hacks says I open some tortilla chips, and I have too many for the amount of dip that I have. However, if I open another dip, I have too much dip for my tortilla chips. What do I do? This sounds less like a problem and more of the circle of life. That's, that, is, that is how chips work. You buy them, you have them with dip, you have some of one or the other left over, you buy some more, then you have some of the other left over. And it will continue inexorably until you die. In yeah. your will, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> to my child, I bequeath. And then you have to like cross out chips or dip, depending on what you've got left. Absolutely. The so they actually you, give you just like a double tick box. Yeah. And you just have to kind of just like, which were, which were you more in debt to? And it's like, ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck, I've got a load of onion and garlic in the yeah, fridge. Whichever was found at the time of my death. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have accidentally struck on a solution there, though. Because you're saying onion and garlic. I was thinking salsa. Hmm. Maybe if you've got too many chips, you buy two dips. Mm. And then you have half of each, and then it might all average out in the end. Now, I hope that you're describing no, a situation in which it's either or, not together. You're not talking about mixing salsa with onion and garlic, are you? Well, I mean, you do one chip with one, one chip with the other. Yeah. Okay. But you're like, still if you count that as mixing, then I'd say, yeah, but you're on still the same chip? That's madness. That's madness. Oh, oh no. That's Anarchy. Oh, that's hot. It, it would turn like pink and creamy. 
that's the worst thing I've thought of in not what minutes. I go, yeah, not what I go, or not what I go for when I have the tortillas. Funnily enough, I don't think anyone would ever do that. The trouble is with what you've suggested is exactly what he said. He's done the two dip thing. He's been down that road. He's got and, too much. He and wants guess to what? avoid that. Absolutely. Mm. Then he has two dips to use up. Shit, you're right. Yeah. Because you've got the same amount of chips. I am humbled. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I would say. For some reason, chips and dips come in universal sizes. Dips are always... I mean, I'm holding my hand out. You can't... You can see it. But like, it's the kind of, you know... <laughs> dip well, shape. You know what size a dip is. Okay, that's, that's what it is. And then bags of chips, if you're doing them for a dipping purpose, they're always the extra-sized ones. What you do is when you're buying a bag of chips, you buy... The smaller ones as well, so the kind of individual packet, so the ones you'd get on like a meal deal type size. Because oh. then you've got buffer tortilla chips. Right. Can you even buy plain tortilla chips for dipping I'm in a small size? I mean, I'm working on the basis that you're doing like something Doritos based because they have, you know, the big the big boys. Somewhat of a no- monopoly boys. on the market. They yeah. do slightly, yeah. Although maybe they could sell those packs, which are like perfect dip size, and it's kind of an L shape, where you've got the full <laughs> oh, pack and yes. then like the little one on the left. <laughs> That's perfect. There's just this little horrible, like stitched on appendage at the bottom, yeah. just hanging off. Oh yeah, it's not a fluid. It's like it's not one piece. piece. It's, like really <laughs> it's, it's like they haven't really done it properly, so it's just like Dorit just on the side, just like getting cut off by the bag. Yeah, someone wasn't sure where they'd be putting the second bag. <laughs> they thought we'd be going up top somewhere, so all of the artwork just cuts off. Like a <laughs> <laughs> it's cool a rig flavor. It's gonna be delicious. I mean, I think that's the only actual solution. That's the most logical one because I do having experienced this, as I'm sure everyone else has. We're gonna have a bag of dry tortilla chips. You a monster, but I then equally, no one sits down and eats a big old bowl of dip. That's madness. I I do that. You eat dip? Not not by the, the spoonful. The spoon no. or chopsticks. Ah, I mean both. It's like it's chopstick in one hand, spoon in the other, and I just kind of like like spaghetti it onto it, and then eat. But okay, no, so you're going what, ramen style. Just yeah, like absolutely. Spin it onto the spoon, and then, <laughs> and then just chuck it up. But it's all liquid or weird turgid dip. It doesn't quite work. Mm. Um, no, what I was going to say is, I have found my way around this. Trouble is, if you want more chips to dip, this is not a solution. But this is how I get rid of my extraneous dip. I am obsessed with the Tesco's onion and garlic dip. I'm yep. just going to go ahead and say that right now, so that they'll give a sponsorship. Just. Brought to you by Tesco's Onion and Garlic. Do they do sponsorship for individual items they do as a store? They absolutely need to because this is that good a dip. It's just delightful. Wow. But what I will do is I'll buy a big old pack of tortillas, I'll buy a big old dip, I will always finish those tortillas and have some dip left over, and then I start getting needlessly creative about what I can find in my kitchen to put in a dip. So yeah. if onion I'm having... garlic toast. Yeah. Onion and garlic pizza. Onion and garlic cereal. Cereal. <laughs> Instead you of milk. Run out of milk. Wrap it round. It's the same colour. We call it a continental. <laughs> We're rebranding it. Oh god. Continental dip. Oh yeah, you can literally like chop up veg and dip a minute. You can like pour it all over all your meals. It gets the job done and it means you don't have any more dips. So then you're only buying chips and dip in one beautiful unit and you're not ever trying to catch up. Yeah, but then you're always trying to catch up because you've always got this extra bit of dip to try and be creative with. Well yeah, but not to buy extra chips for. The yeah. issue here is that we're trying to... Yeah, you get some carrot or some cucumber, yeah. some celery. It's whatever you've got in the house. You're not going to go out and buy more things just to get rid of the dip. The idea is the dip is in the house, you're in the house, that dip needs to go. There can be only one, and it must be you. The dip can't win. So you've just got to find anything to put in the dip and so then put in your face. I think basically the answer here is work out the hierarchy of what you care about the most and destroy the other one. 
Yeah, pretty much. Cool. You've just got to find things in your cupboard that you're like, I really want to eat you. Would it be improved? But I must. Would (laughs) Would it be be better with dip? Would it be better if I put it in this like day and a half old open onion and garlic dip? Which would work better? That's the thing. With chips, there's no timer, really. You can go buy more dip whenever. With dip, it's like constantly counting down. Oh, it's in the back of your mind Clock is when you're trying to get to sleep. It's like, <laughs> there's still some dip left. <laughs> it's spoiling right now. Oh, God. It's getting even worse. The, the more I sleep on this, oh, God, I need to get up at like three in the morning and put something in the dip. I have to. So there you go. Maybe stop buying dip so much, man. You seem like you're really stressing yourself out. So the solution is get more creative with your dip. Because you can't get more creative with chips. You can't have, like, chips with rice. Chip, mm. chip, chip pie. Chip. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a, just a beautiful-looking pie and you cut it open and there's it's no just gravy, it's dry. just dried tortillas? <laughs> or is that a pie made of tortilla chips? With I a think it's going to be the first one, right? <laughs> just like, it, this beautiful yeah, it's beautiful golden... Unsuspecting, yeah. It's steaming, you cut into it, you just hear the crunch of just, <laughs> it's full of tortilla chips. <laughs> No sauce, no moisture, no filling, just dry. Tortilla pie. Mm. Get yours today. (laughs) Coming soon. To be fair, that's not a bad food. Like, if you then had a dip that you could then, like, put into the pie. One one dip wouldn't be enough for a whole pie of tortilla chips. You need something to really, like, soak into that, because that's going to be dry as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So then two dips. Oh, we're back here. Yeah. So get more creative with your dips. Don't touch the chip pie. It will ruin you. (laughs) (laughs) That will lead you further down this road. Run from chip pie. I'm I'm not sure we can say that was solved, but we're there. It's absolutely fine. Two for two. Chip pie is your solution to that one. Thank you very much. I'm not sure I have any food-related ones. But uh, tell you what, we'll just go completely out of left field. We can field. deviate a bit. Yeah, we can deviate a little bit. This comes from Oysters on Reddit. All Oysters say this. The captain of my plane just made a long announcement which paused the brief and only topless scene in the movie into a lasting screenshot. And now I feel like strangers and their families are judging me. Ooh. Ooh. How so not everyone be- is watching this movie. No, this you've, isn't one you've of those, chosen like, it. Hang down from the ceiling, everyone's mm-hmm. on the same... Right. It's back of the seat. But can you imagine if that was the case, though? Like, like everyone oh. was on a, the, the whole plane was watching it and the one topless scene, which, odd they put it on for the whole plane, but let's say they have, and it gets paused on the topless scene. What do you do when you're a room, you're in a, I guess, tube full of strangers all... <laughs> well, you can say a, a room full of strangers and then corrected a plane to a tube. It's closer to a tube than a room. <laughs> I think yeah, the, collect- the collector term is a plane full of strangers. <laughs> I don't think I mean, we needed more terminology for that. I think if it's public, though, it's more acceptable because you can do mm. the kind of gesturing scoff uh, like, huh, yeah. this, what? Can you believe huh. it? You Everyone's can... in the same boat or plane, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got it on <laughs> Everyone's your in sc- the same tube, guys. <laughs> if you've got it on your screen, suddenly it looks like you orchestrated this. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is a single frame pause, I'm assuming. Mm. And you've you've come on with a calculator and like graphs and sketch <laughs> sketchbooks, and everyone can see that, and it's frozen, and you're sat there with a grin on your face. Yep. And suddenly you realise everyone's looking at you, or well, kind of everyone in your row. That's the thing. It's uh, it's awkward, but for like four people. For like, but the thing is though, the more awkward it is for those four people, it, the awkwardness spreads like a contact disease. Because, like, you yeah, get four is, people like looking Simon in. Simon says, like, whispers. Absolutely. Chinese yeah. whispers, that's what you call it. Simon says whispers. <laughs> Simon says whispers. <laughs> it's been a long time since I was a child. <laughs> it's not been a long time since I've played Simon Says, though, weirdly. But Simon Says whispers. I think I've never played that. How would that work? Is that just, Simon Says, fall over. And then nobody does. I'm like, you're lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Maybe Simon says, yeah, Simon says stuff, but it's really quiet. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, did Simon say something? Maybe he did. We know. Hey, why weren't you listening? <laughs> I hate repeating myself. <laughs> Simon says, listen. The, um, so, yeah, that's the trouble, though. When you're on that plane and, like, for example, if we were in uh, a row now and this happened to me, Central, both of you would feel incredibly awkward looking into this. You would start looking around the plane to do anything else. People on a plane are incredibly perceptive because, number one, they're very bored. And, number two, they're incredibly afraid of dying. So they are attentive as all hell because they have nothing else to focus on and because they have these weird heightened senses. Yeah, if people so, start shifting around in the seat in front of you, you're yeah. going to want to know what's going on. Exactly. So, therefore, you then in, like included the row in front and behind and directly to the sides. I don't know if I'd notice something going on behind me in a plane. I don't know. It depends if, as soon as it happens, you stand up, face everyone behind <laughs> you and go, guys, don't worry. It's nothing rude. It's just unfortunate timing. If you see boobs on my screen, it's not because I want them to be there. I promise. Please don't look. Whatever you do, don't look. It's very important that you don't look. I think, I think what would make this perfect is if you were reading from cue cards. Yeah. <laughs> if you just stand up and just read, just... <clears throat> my hand right told Nick, me. I did not... Straight, straight this it was an accident this. sorry I can't read my handwriting <laughs> I, I like the idea of it being a lot more panicked and just standing up just like it's not a pawn it's not a pawn lean into it <laughs> lean into that skid just go hey you guys seeing this check out this <laughs> channel 2 guys channel 2 we got tits over here that would probably be but the I one I think you'd immediately find out where your bros are on the plane <laughs> yeah there'd be some guy in aisle 17 like, I'm on the way <laughs> It would, okay, so we've got two different bros in this scenario. Joel's bro was just kind of like, oh man, thanks for the tits. And then Aziz Ansari was to the next of me. Just, oh my god, boobs! Do you not think that's how he'd react to plain boobs? Probably, yeah. Just, hey, you guys seeing this? Oh my god! If you're Aziz Ansari on a plane, no one cares what's happening because you're in first class. That's true. He's in his own separate part of the tube. That's like, true. You're in fucking VR. On the plane. Like. <laughs> what, so just you're stopped during a literal sex scene at that point. It's just yeah, frozen. It's just, just like. Do you reckon that's like a separate class on planes now? VR, well, VR class. Like economy, like business class, first class, VR class. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if VR class was actually just you put the VR headset on and it's just a VR video of being in economy class. Wow! <laughs> like a If you're watching this and it gets paused and you're in VR, do not tell everyone. They probably don't know. Yeah. yeah. You just have to remain calm and don't get an erection. Whatever you do, don't do it. <laughs> Stop it. Don't. If, don't. Don't you do Oh, you did it, didn't uh, you? Oh, you did it. Was it Joel saying erection? Was it? Be honest. Erection. Yeah, it was. There it goes. Oh. If you didn't have one, you do now. Just tickling the earlobes. <laughs> Your erection's tickling oh. their earlobes. Oh, God. <laughs> Moving on. I mean, I, th I feel like the solution to that that we've decided upon most was just go with it. You're never going to see any of these people again. So as long as you don't lean into it so far that someone thinks you're a strange sexual terrorist, just go with it. Yeah, you want to highlight it before other people notice. Yeah, that's that's the key to awkwardness. If you look like it was almost intended or that you're, this happens to you all the time and you're so cool with it. Another classic. And, <laughs> another classic tube blunder. Vintage that guy. <laughs> all right, I think we can move on from that having safely, uh, safely, Jesus, safely uh, fixed that up. Joel, you got a new one for us? I do, I do. I've got a few... Some of them are better than others. Way to brag, Jesus. What do we want? Do we want a good one or do we want a quick one? I want a quick one. You want a quick one? You want a quickie? Okay. Professor Hobbit, that's okay. Lee Hesp on Twitter, a little bit vague. He says, my camembert isn't right. <laughs> 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 
Well, you're not teaching it the right things then. Don't just belittle it for being incorrect. Honestly, if your camembert isn't right, take it upon yourself as a learned educational (laughs) professional to to do a better job of that. Discipline your camembert when it needs to be disciplined, for God's sake. It doesn't have boundaries, it's just going to walk all over you. That's the thing, it's not about your camembert being wrong, it's about your camembert making bad choices. <laughs> your camembert just fell in with a bad crowd. Yeah. Just met Show some gouda. Show it you know. ways. Bring it into the light. Teach it the right way. This did not go how I expected to. I don't know what I expected. <laughs> I just love that, that prompt, that's beautiful. There you go. Problem there you solved. Go. Problem solved. Problem Discipline solved. your camembert some more. <laughs> Jesus. Teach your cheese to be a better cheese. Go on. I reckon I've got. I reckon I got one more in before we do but better. I got. I got something. You got something. I got. I got something. I hate having guests over because they slow down my internet. Ah, uh, uh, this is actually a massive pet peeve of mine because then they always take it upon themselves to remark about how shit your internet is. Yeah. Like every time someone comes around, you're like, oh, can I connect to your Wi-Fi? Of course, that's no problem. You know, they're a guest, absolutely. But when there's like five or more extraneous guests around and they all connect to the Wi-Fi, someone always just tries to go on the internet and it's not like instant. And they, and, and they feel so put out when you refer to them as an extraneous guest when they walk in the door. I, yeah. Well, I just... Weird. Welcome, extraneous, extraneous guest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I announce it like a fucking 90s video game that hasn't had a name put in. Just, welcome, player six, just as they come in the door. Hello, guest, parentheses, three. <laughs> just fitted that entire tannoy system just to like catch them as they go in the door. You're in the kitchen and it's just like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the house. The um, that's the thing though. There's always one guest when that happens that just tries to go on Google, and it's like maybe it takes like two seconds instead of just being there, mm. and they just go, ah, oh, man, I'm I'm so glad I got fiber at home. You should upgrade, and you're like, I have. There's nine of you. Stop it. They're all trying to share the fiber. They're all trying. They're all I mean, trying to I share don't the have fiber. I haven't upgraded because I live in a listed building, <laughs> and they won't put good stuff in there. <laughs> No, you don't understand. It has to remain horrible forever. We can't put wires in here. The ghosts will get scared. (laughs) One time Jane Austen looked at this building. We can't do anything to it. (laughs) It's good enough for Jane Austen. It's good enough for you. (laughs) She wrote a book, don't you know? (laughs) Just the one. Yep. If Jane Austen appears at your house, you probably don't need to worry about internet in that case because she's used to it being slow, so... Yeah. <laughs> so our solution for this is just have Jane Austen as a house well, guest. No, just, I think any historical figure, just only invite people from the past because they've got a far better... How can you invite an historical figure from the future? <laughs> uh, by being optimistic. That's, that's think about beautiful. it. Invite someone going, no, no, no. In the future, we'll look back at this and we will be a historical figure. And then this right. will be a listed building. Because we had the Jane Austen of tomorrow here. And then you'll be locked into fibre instead of whatever comes next. <laughs> instead of ultra fibre. And the cycle begins anew. <laughs> but how do we actually fix the guest problem, though, when people come over and they're just like, oh, this internet's terrible. And it's like, well, you did this. Well, the problem is that everyone is trying to use it all at the same time. So you've got a fast connection split nine ways. Set I think, a rotor, I yeah, think. Like a, I was thinking like a ticket system. You know, oh, yeah. You know, oh, like, like a, a cheese doctors. counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you pull off, you're like, right, you're number 312. It's like, fuck, this is a big party. <laughs> um, set, set one in. Set one up at the front door so they get yeah. the idea as ne- soon as they walk in. Next to your system, you've got a screen that's <laughs> on like 269. You're like, oh, I've only got like 40, 43 more to go. I may as well wait. I may as well wait. I'll just, I'll just, um, I guess, text for a bit. <laughs> and then when it gets, this is 312, big ding, ding, ding. And they're like, oh, finally. I love this idea, though, because I think when you take internet away from people like that and tell them, like, right, you're going to have it back in half an hour, they'll immediately go, oh, you did, that's horror. Oh, I need the internet. And then their ticket number will come up. And I go, yeah, I've got the, yeah, the, what was I going to do? 
Did I just? Did I just want to go and scroll on Facebook? For, what I, did I want the internet for? I think you've got to put them alone in a room so they can't go. Oh, check out this thing on my phone. They got to right, go yeah. to the internet room. Oh wow. Okay, fair enough. So it's an internet-free house apart from the ticket room. Yeah. Well, not the ticket room, just the internet room. The yeah. ticketing system's the front the, door. The ticketing system that allows you into the no, internet you've got, room. You've got to give yeah. the ticket to get in, though, right? Yeah. There's like a bouncer at the front yeah, door. Yeah, you don't get to keep your ticket. You don't get any returns. This is turning into an expensive endeavor. <laughs> yes, it very much is. But you know what? It'll marginally help. Well, I know the best part about this is you're only going to have to do it once. Because once you have this party, no one will ever come back <laughs> to your house again. There you go. That is our, that's our solution for you. Ruin your social life forever. Ticket them on the door. No one gets a free pass. <laughs> No exceptions, no mercy. And you'll never have to deal with friends again. Ever. Because who needs them, frankly? They're no fun when compared to slightly faster internet. There you go. Beautiful. Sorted. Lose your friends, gain some speed. Perfection. <laughs> right, I think it's time for a round of butt better, don't you? I think so. Absolutely. I've got the hat right here. Excellent. So for uh, anyone whose first podcast this is, basically what we have here is a... What kind of hat would you describe this as? I'm not much of a connoisseur. Trilby? Trilby, maybe. It's an ugly one. We'll say that much. But in it 1950s are... 1950s noir detective. <laughs> it's, a, it's a head hat. It's a head hat. Nice head one. Hat. Ah, I, thought, I, thought, I, I thought so. Yeah. Um, sorry, <laughs> you guys are just, you know, stumbling all around it. It's, it, it's one that goes in your head, you dummies. Ah. Uh, basically, this hat is chock full of little bits of paper, all with ideas written down, because... In our day-to-day -day lives, we have products and uh, things that we use every single day that we think, oh, it's nearly there. It's nearly there, but we could we could improve this a little bit. So we have written down the marketing or the branding or the fresh face of that improved product that we want to inspire and bring to the world. And Joel is going to pick one out of the hat at random. Rummaging around. And whoever did this is going to have to own up. Today we have Sequel Genie. That would be me. Now... A little bit more specific than other ones that have come before, but still, I think, enough of an issue that can be fixed. So, people be making a lot of films. People do be making a lot of films. And not just one. It's always a lot. Yeah, there was like like more than four last year. Well, no, I mean of iterations of the same film. Oh, that's true. It's Convergent, Divergent, <laughs> Michael Virgin, you know, <laughs> all the Virgins alone. Bad example, but you got... The many Harry Potters, the many Hunger Games, sequels after sequels after sequels, and in the build-up to ones that are getting towards the end, people get really excited because it's you know the end of an era. It's it's you know closes everything off. Okay. But you haven't always watched the first one or second one, or in the case of Harry Potter, the first six or right. seven. I can't remember how they work. But <laughs> sometimes you want to get excited with everyone else about the last film, but you can't just you don't want to put in the legwork. You can't just turn up. I and mean, the prime example for me, I guess, was the Hunger Games. Watched mm. the first one, kind of enjoyed it. Then there were what ten? <laughs> I think I think so, about yeah. I think about thirty four. Yeah. There were thirty four Hunger Games. It's amazing <laughs> that Jennifer Lawrence barely ages in that. Yeah, but uh, you get to the end, everyone's getting super psyched, and there's bus adverts, and there's TV spots, and they turn up in trailers for other films, and you go, I really want to see that. Wait, wait, hang on, what? I'm talking about the bit before films, not in other films. Oh, okay, sorry. I thought you meant like she just turned up in the trailers for other films. So it's like a trailer for Get Out and Jennifer Lawrence is just there with the boat. Just, don't worry, I've got you. Hunger Games, Catching Fire, Coming March 2nd. <laughs> just like before she gets bundled off screen. I'll buy it. Uh, <laughs> you want to get excited about these new films coming out, but you can't because you haven't got time to watch, you know, all these, all these middle films where you get to the end. True. And so what Sequel Genie does, it's effectively the equivalent, not sure how we'll go about, uh, you know, the actual delivery system for this, but it's someone going, okay, basically, here's what happens. 
and they talk you through all the films in so normal con- vernacular rather than just going, this is this, this guy's there. Oh, that's going to be important later. And it gets you up to speed with the last film to a point where you can actually get excited about the one that's coming out most recently or caught up. This also works with people that are coming and sitting in on a series or a film that you know they haven't necessarily seen or gotten built up to. It saves you the hassle of having to stop every five minutes to go, that guy's... The that king. Uh, check that out. That's a so bus. it's a condensed summary of everything that's gone before, but written in a naturalistic conversational tone. Yeah, and you can stop them at any time and inquire questions. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. The delivery method for this is going to be interesting. For some reason, the first place my mind went for sequel genie. Bluetooth earpiece. Not quite, but just as dated. Oh, good. Do you remember the era of Jamster? I do remember Jamster. <laughs> Text like Jam One to eight oh oh eight oh to get right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. to get this ringtone straight to your phone, and then it blossomed out into just like, is your partner cheating on you? Text this number to eight double eight 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 eight. They had the adverts <laughs> with the woman who was like texting and all smiley, and then the music changed. Yeah. And the lighting got dark, and she was just crying on the stairs, <laughs> and held up her phone. It's like forty nine percent you and Chad. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> like no. Oh. Text the love calculator to be sad. Like text costs four pound fifty per message plus. A standard network rate I plus a subscription for like ten pound a week. I tried the love calculator with myself on two occasions. <laughs> did you get different results? I did. I've got reason yeah. to. Be- Once there was like a twenty percent chance of working out. I can get that. We're too similar. But <laughs> the next time it was a strong hundred. Did I change? Did the algorithm change? Did he did change? You change? <laughs> I mean, did he change? That's it's the question. True. But I've got reason to suspect something is. Quite a ride. I'm willing to believe that, that I this think isn't entirely scientific. But the basically, problem with Jamster is that it's super expensive. It's you very just laid out your marketing plan for it. There was something a few years later, which was that um, app you download for hypochondriacs, and they can just oh, well, 24/7 talk to their doctor. Oh yeah, and you, you're on like Sound Skype like with them or something, disaster. video call. That, but with like a chilled out guy who knows all what's up with the films. Just a guy who's who just gets paid a minimal amount from this. So basically, like we employ. Barely. People who just want to opt in if they know some shit about movies. And you can like kind of turn on and off that membership, that employment, depending on what's coming out. So say like your big bag of Star Wars, you can just kind of opt in November every year just to kind of be like, mm. hey guys, new Star Wars film's coming out. Anyone want to get excited? Yeah, if you're not excited and everyone's getting excited, you know, the, the toys are out, the posters are out, you're seeing people walking down the street dressed as Jedis and all the, all the, all the fun things, and you go, I don't understand. I'm, I'm so confused. It's so a bit like on Twitch where you've got people playing different games. You'd have different movie yes. buffs saying, oh, I'm talking about Star Wars today. Come and ask you questions. How about it's kind of like a freelancer.com setup? So, like, these people actively write all of the things, uh, all of the films that they're experts in, mm. all of the things they can bring up to speed on, and a quoted price. And people could just, like, trawl through. Like, they could search by film yep. that they're trying to look through, see all of the nerds that are willing to talk to them about it, and be like, this guy's kind of cheaper, but he looks just horrible. However, this person over here, she looks kind of nice, and, you know, she, she... Oh, no, she doesn't know about the third one, though. That's the thing. How this person in the middle? Oh, no, they're pretty cool. They've got, a, they've got a comprehensive history. I could deal with the money there. You could haggle between them. You could start, like, you know, start building like a them a turf war. Yeah, pretty much. You could start like, pricing out your competitors. Listen, this guy over here... Who is one click away will give it me 20. What do you got that he doesn't? And he's like, well, I, I watched it. It's like, mm, not good enough. <laughs> I, I mean, I get, if, if we're talking right now, I could tell you it in seconds. But that kind of setup could work. 
I mean, it's probably slightly better than my Jamster idea, which was you just have to text just Star Wars Episode Eight. Yours like, was definitely more lucrative. Oh yeah, we would make bank off like three dumb people. Basically, working on the same basis that once you send the first text, people who get it don't understand it. If you, unless you text, I don't know the answer to a very complicated riddle, it'll keep <laughs> taking money out arbitrarily, even if you didn't need it. Yep. And that's the thing, like, it's really insidious because you don't need a bank card. Like, they just put it on your phone bill. Yeah. It just ramps yeah. up. It's nuts. See, for me, it was pay as you go, like back when I was doing it. Uh, so it yeah. meant that I'd, I'd have a sweet polyphonic ringtone of the Libertines. And that would be great. I meant to order the one above it, but it's fine. <laughs> but it's I, fine. We got I already, I already paid £5 for that polyphonic, sweet polyphonic ringtone. I'm going <sighs> to keep it. But and it never th- quite worked. Then it? when I've got to try and call my parents to say, help, I'm <laughs> stranded on a. Island? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Every Wednesday. I Ridiculous. Couldn't, couldn't do it because all my money was gone. So, I don't know. I, I the, feel the, like... The annual text thing, I think you get burned by that once, then you stop. Yeah, mm. I, th- I feel like people are too wise to that now. There's probably a reason that that business model just no longer exists. Or does it? And we're just not seeing adverts for it anymore. They've gone underground. <laughs> it's just like a seedy underbelly. I mean, it's no different to something like Netflix or something. The only difference is that they're charging more frequently and offering less content. Dude, wait. That's a great solution. What if we team up with Netflix? Okay, so it's like Netflix, Sequel Genie. Yeah. It's like a, so basically, a section of this. It's like, it's like a button on the films you're watching. So say a new Hunger Games is coming out, right? Netflix has their old Hunger Games on there. So you could either say, press play or add your queue, save to later. Mm. Or you don't want to watch it. Just buy the sequel genie to it. Sequel genie. And it's just someone that they've roped in just to explain what happened in about three minutes. Like the renting system. So it's just oh. like a set camera on someone sitting in a nice nice wood-paneled room in front of a fire just going, cool, let me talk you through what, what old Katniss is up to. Because I think that's much more accessible than yeah. scrolling through a Wikipedia article. Oh, like, God yeah. damn, Wikipedia exists. It does exist, but also people are lazy. Oh, yeah, that's important. I think you're going to also get more people buying stuff based on the duration of these. So the shorter yeah. it is, the more the more they're going to want to buy it. If, you, like, if you've got someone just coming into like Game of Thrones now, you need that sequel genie. Because you, you haven't got time one to catch per up. season, I think, at yeah. least. <clears throat> Whereas something that's a short, sharp, sweet episodes, probably just watch them. Yeah, that's yeah, not too bad. Like, I don't think anyone's ever going to need like a sequel genie for Always Sunny, but... They're yeah. awful. <laughs> They're bad people. They do the bad thing. There you go. Season 11, let's go. <laughs> that, that one's that'll be free, fun. Sequel Genie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Do we offer a free trial of, of Sequel Genie? I think the people who are giving the solutions, the Sequel Geniuses. The, the Genies. Sequel Genies. The Sequel, sequel Genies. genies. Alright, I, I made it needlessly reductive. <laughs> um, I think the people giving the solutions should be rewarded with maybe money off their subscription. Ooh. So you don't pay more for Sequel Genie, but you save money if you if contribute you are to the project. Genie. If you finish watching a film, you have an option to rate it. And then if you rate it, I don't know, four stars or something, they're like, it seems like you've got a critical mind. You didn't just go straight to five. <laughs> Perhaps you could uh, elaborate. Could you but yeah, I think people, giving people money off for contributing rather than making people pay. It encourages the circulation of knowledge about films yeah. and series. And you can like, extend it to books. You can extend it to TV shows. It could work pretty well. I series that's the same thing, but, it's you know, you can basically encourage people to get behind not reading all of the books. And this takes the money out of the creator's hands, and that's what we're all about. <laughs> that's what we're all about, making sure nobody gets paid. There we go. <laughs> I the like Sequel Genie. opposite of Jamster. Rather <laughs> than us getting paid, nobody, nobody gets, gets paid. paid. Yeah, if you don't pay us, no one gets money. Oh, man. I am a fan of Sequel Genie. I like that idea. I'm excited to see what it'll do with 
to destroy capitalism <laughs> We're just from gonna... the ground up. <laughs> Sequel genius, as you might know it, a commune. <laughs> oh dear, I, can we get a uh, a rating for Sequel Genie? Sequel Genie, I think, is going to be big. Yeah? I think if we can get the Netflix partnership, if we can get them on board, we're sitting pretty. Cool. What's your rating for it? Uh, four out of five stars. I'm going to need to analyse this a bit more. <laughs> cool. What's, it, what's your rating for Sequel Genie? a critical mind there, Joel. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. I'd like you to break it down in more detail for me later. <laughs> Come through to the audition part. Jesus. Come through to the internet room. <laughs> Come to the internet room. <laughs> I give it, um, I give it, Three ripe tomatoes out of a potential four point five. Very very nice. I give. I mean, it's it, my idea. I can't give it any tomatoes. I give it three communist symbols out of six. Stars. Three sickles. <laughs> Hammer and sickle. Whichever whichever makes more sense to you. Lenin. <laughs> three I Lenins out of Stalingrad. <laughs> three Lenins out of one potential Stalin. Uh, this has been lovely. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us and give us any of your suggestions, you can find us at FWScast on Twitter. Uh, you can use the hashtag First World Solutions or indeed First World Problems, and we'll probably find those as well. Um, but this has been very fun, and in the meantime, we will see you later. I've been Tom. I've been Joel. I've been Oscar. No problems. No problem. No problem.